Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with my co-host, the big horse, Mickey Dell. How are you, my friend? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the big horse. And today we have a treat for our subscribers, our viewers, our people that have just tuned in. We have some Super Coach royalty here at the moment, Robbie. Baloney. Mate, we, we, we tell them. We tell them we keep bringing them the good ones and we uh, we haven't failed. We keep finding right. them or they keep finding us. However however it happens, we've got them on here, mate. Absolutely. So below, I want our viewers, our listeners, our subscribers to meet Stewie McSwain, owner of Team McSwain, who is currently sitting eighth in the whole of the AFL Supercoach world. He's come on to share his team, to, to have a bit of a chat about why he's picked certain players, where he's looking to go with his team, and hopefully help, help our subscribers move forward in order to try and improve your rankings or even maybe win the 1000 bucks each week because eighth overall, he's pretty close to the 50 grand already, Robbie. Absolutely. I'm sure he's worked out how he's already going to spend it. Welcome to the show, Stewie. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm on, boys. I've heard a lot about the show. So excited to be on. It is our pleasure. Absolutely our pleasure. I'm going to ask one question straight off the bat before I throw. Now, you did tell, I have seen your team. It's very impressive, and I'm excited to see where we're going to go next. You did say you didn't take very long to put it together. Is that also accounted for the boringness of the name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's just the name I've used the last couple of years. I use it for my fantasy basketball team as well. So I kind of just copied, oh. copied off how they do it in NBA with Team, team LeBron and stuff. So just chucked up the Team McSwain. So... Um, nothing crazy about the name, so maybe if I have a good year, I might change it next year. But we'll see how it goes, mate. Don't don't change a good thing. Don't change a good thing yeah. ever. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Mickey, tell us a little bit about the history of how you two have sort of connected and and how we've got him here, and and then I'll let you 
pepper him with a couple of questions before we show people his team and we'll talk people through it at the same time. Yeah, so for our viewers at home, Stewie and I have have met through a a league, a Moneyball league that uh, we're currently in together. Uh, We're currently sitting top 80 in Australia with our league, with with Stewie definitely propping us up (laughs) towards the top of that. Um, I guess just for our viewers at home, Stewie, let's... um, Let's just give him a bit of an idea. Have you played footy growing up? Like, what's what's your knowledge of AFL and, like, how closely do you follow footy? And I guess, more importantly, who do you support? Yeah, so I played, I played footy until yeah, I was 15, uh, probably about 14 or 15, and then kind of, yeah, just, I focused way way more on athletics from that point on. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive Saints fan, so I, I tune in every season. Um, I pretty much watch every game, whether I'm overseas for probably the second half of the season, I'm generally overseas, so... I kind of will get up early, watch the Saints games and not pay too much focus to the other ones. But when I'm in Australia, yeah, I'm watching every game and love getting down to the AFL as well and getting to games live. What What do you do overseas? Is that with the athletics? So just for, yeah, tracks, I'm actually a, yeah, a middle distance runner. So I run 1,500 metres. So, um, yeah, I kind of go over and do the European season each year. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, just in Australia, flowing around, got on the footy and stuff. So it's uh, not a bad lifestyle. Can I just say, like, obviously you must be watching the footy a bit more than you have been for a while with the way the Saints are going. But for everyone watching, they might be able to see what I'm talking about. But for everyone listening, I'm getting a Nick Rewalt mixed with Isaac Heaney type vibe Absolutely. right here. I don't know. Has, has anyone given you that sort of that sort of mixture, mate? The hair, the blonde, the looks. I don't know. Is is, is get a bit of a vibe? Maybe here, not the wrong? mixture, but yeah. But as a Saints man, I'll take definitely take the Nick Rewalt. Um, obviously, <laughs> he's one of my idols when I was growing up. So um, yeah. Oh, I'll cop that on the chin. Absolutely. Oh, mate, absolute weapon and not a bad-looking rooster yeah. as well, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm, like, I get confused with Brad Pitt as well, mate. So, yeah, don't get too far ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah, mate, you're, bank- you're banking on everyone listening and not watching us yeah, on YouTube. Absolutely. <laughs> no, well, tell us, how long did it take you to put your team together? So, yeah, probably um, – maybe the last couple of days, really. Um, I, I probably had an idea from previous seasons, plays that I was thinking of maybe bringing in, but I hadn't really paid too much attention to the preseason form or anything. I kind of, yeah, probably two days out, got my general team together and then kind of made a, a few adaptions once I saw the lineups, where people were starting, um, kind of worked out little things like who was taking, who might be taking kick-ins, um, whether they start on the bench, whether they're named as a follower, and just, yeah, a few little things to tweak it maybe the day before. Um, and then kind of, yeah, just, just kept an eye on round one and kind of saw how my players lined from there and kind of, yeah, was was interested to see who was going well, who wasn't, um, and then compare it to the most popular players people had as well and see where I kind of had a few differences or what was working well for me and what wasn't. Have you had a couple or can is there anything that you remember from your, your initial team where you go, there was kind of a 50-50 call and you're so glad you took that player and you didn't take another? Or where where did you sort of evaluate your original team or, or certain individuals? Yeah, I think a big one was I wasn't far off picking Tom Stewart in the back line, but I just decided he was too expensive to start with. Um, I wasn't sure he was going to play coming off the premiership last year. I, I assumed his preseason probably wasn't quite as good as he had last year. So, uh, yeah, decided against him. And that, that turned out good. Obviously, he had a... Had had that uh, that sub game um, and then missed a week as well or two weeks, um, and then probably one that didn't go to plan was I, I had Ben King in my initial team as well. So I had watched his game one um, and could tell he wasn't quite back to where he, where I was hoping he'd be on that knee. So I kind of was pretty quick to ship him out. So he was probably 
one that I banked on being good because I think it was just over 200,000 to start with. So I thought if he, he could and the Suns were going to be a good team, he might be able to score well. But yeah, after the initial round, I was pretty confident that he would take a while to get going and there's probably no value in him. I love I love when you talk to and I love when we get people on this pod who are who are doing well and having a successful season. You talk to them about what are the things that went bad, and the worst thing you can come up with is a cash ben cow. King. Like ben, ben King didn't turn into a cash cow. Here's me. Here's me sitting at the end of round one, thinking <laughs> I need to net myself after three terrible decisions that I've made on my initial team, thinking I was Mister Know It All and and take a few mm-hmm. chances. But yeah, Ben King was an interesting one. We talked about him a lot. I think, look, he, I don't, I just don't think he's found his niche at the moment this year. But he's a quality player, and he'll he'll probably bounce back. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so should we should we dive in and show the team, or Mick, you got a couple more, or let's no, see. What I think got. Let's, no time like the present. We can talk while we're viewing the team and right. see what his opinions are, and uh, let's see where he's going to next. Beautiful. Give me Let's two seconds to do a little bit of the tech. Let's see if this wants to work. Haven't done the old share for a little while. You can tell me, Mick, is that uh, is that working all right? It is yeah. now, mate. We're so yeah, we, have, we have his team up on the screen now. And as our viewers can see at home, he hasn't gone over the top with getting, you know, trading out rookies and bringing in premiums right from the start. So what we'll do is we'll start off. Can you just zoom back out a little bit, Robbie? Yep. Done. Please. So, yep. Beautiful. So, for our viewers listening on the Apple Store, on Spotify, and uh, all those uh, good type of um, yeah those podcasts platforms, we've got Dawson, Dacos, Jake Lloyd. So we'll we'll come back to Jack Lloyd, Jake Lloyd. Sorry, because he's at a very small um, ownership number. Hunter Clark's a good one too. Ginby, McKenna, Wilmot, and Constable. So let's kick it off with the two left field ones that you've got there, Lloyd and Hunter Clark. Have you had them right from the start? So, yeah, I've had both from the start. So Lloyd was kind of one I thought um, potentially other years he's been a banker. Like he's pretty much had him in my team every year. He was obviously a little bit down last year, but um, he's a quality player. I thought Sydney would be good again. And I kind of assumed he would might be a chance of taking a fair few kick-ins as well. So, Obviously, it helps out a few cheeky points here or there. Um, obviously, he shares that role with Blakey, so he probably doesn't get as many as I was hoping. But um, so far, he's going well. So, yeah, happy to have him straight in my team. Um, and then Hunter Clark was kind of, yeah, left field one. Being a Saints man, I knew he could play. Um, I'd heard rumours he was going to spend more time on the ball. I thought maybe he could have a breakout season like we saw with Jack Sinclair last year where he, um, yeah, had an amazing year. And I think Hunter Clark started just over $300,000 as well. So, he was cheap um, for a defender, especially if he's going to play a fair bit on bowl. And um, he's always had the talent, but the last couple of years he's had a couple of injuries. He had that face injury that put him back about a year as well. So I thought, yeah, if he was healthy, from what I was hearing in the preseason, he was going well. So I thought he was, um, yeah, a good good risk to take. And he's, um, yeah, going relatively well so far. Absolutely. You got anything for it, Robbie? My only one is with Dawson in the corner. So when you talked about uh, Tommy Stewart, not being that pick at the last minute, did you go to Dawson or was it Doherty and then you've had to make a move towards Dawson or has Dawson been the first pick? Yeah, so it was probably a toss-up between um, Stewart and Dawson. I kind of, yeah, decided to go with Dawson purely because I thought he'd play more on the bowl. Um, I was like, and as a captain, I thought he'd be pretty good for Adelaide as well. Um, He generally scores pretty well because he's clean disposal and I thought he'd play, yeah, a lot more mid-time his scoring, um, and I wasn't co- kind of sure what the role Stuart would be in this year, whether it would be the same as the previous year. So I was 
kind of going to sit on weight on Stewart. Hope he would drop a little bit and maybe swap him out once I had a few few of the rookies um, go up a bit and can kind of bank some cash to try and turn one of them into hopefully Stewart. So hopefully that might be an option in a couple of weeks where if Stewart can go down a little bit, it would be nice and maybe I can yeah, look to bring him in. Uh, great share. I think I'll have the Jake Lloyd call. I've been talking about him a lot lately. I was tossing yeah. and turning with uh with a Will Day or Jake Lloyd when um when I was moving moving Doherty on. Well, Doherty went to Dawson. I had to move Angus Brayshaw, Bailey Dale. One of they had to go, and I was nearly going to go Jake Lloyd. He's not the he's not the super coach pig that he was. And as you say, Blakey's probably been the reason that he's not having the massive scores, but he's still getting that. He's been over a hundred every game, which has been which has been so consistent. So yeah, no, it looks good. We'll move on to his mids, Mick. Yep. So we've got four well-established pigs of years gone by to start with. <laughs> Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal, uh, McRae from the Western Bulldogs, Tommy Mitchell from Collingwood. And then I like the Will Setterfield pick. Hopper, Ashcroft, Phillips. Then riding the pine is Philippu, Chessa, Euland. Have you had your midfield from the start or have you, you managed to trade some in or how have you worked the uh, midfield, mate? Yeah, so I've had uh, – I initially started with Oliver, Neil, McRae, Mitchell. They were kind of my bank picks. Um, I think the first two rounds I got on Satterfield before he went up in price, I kind of was able to see the role he was playing. Um, he was getting a lot of bowl. Obviously, Essendon were using him in the midfield. And the thing about Satterfield, I also liked that he tackled a lot. So even if he wasn't getting a lot of the, the pill, mm-hmm. I feel like he still could score well because I think he was getting, yeah, most games anywhere between nine, uh, six to nine tackles. So – um, I thought there was definitely room for him to not only go up, but maybe potentially get close to being a keeper towards the end if he had a massive breakout year. So, um, yeah, traded him in the third round. Um, and then, yeah, brought Hopper in before his um, third game. I think he was averaging just under 90 at that point for 340 mm-hmm. grand for a guy who um, obviously was really good in the midfield at GWS. Um, and I thought he'd get a lot playing for Richmond. Um, in a pretty strong club. So I thought he could a- average anywhere up 100 plus by the end of the season and maybe be a, a keeper the whole way. So for 330 or 340 grand, I thought I've got to get him in and sit tight with him. So other than that, I've had everyone pretty much from the start. Um, I, I knew Philip Philippe was a good player. So I knew following the Saints, he was um, going to be a starter. I'd heard good things about Will Phillips. And then obviously Ashcroft was was a pretty um, pretty obvious pick based on how much he dominated in the, um, the tracking matches. Hmm. I got anything, Rob, or can we move on to the rucks, mate? I think it's pretty straightforward there. I mean, there's there's yeah. no nothing crazy there. My only question would be, where'd your head get to with Neil when he didn't quite start out of the bank that you wanted him to? I know we had a couple of people that have been on here that had been on the in the top one percent that ended up moving Neil on. Has he? Has anyone there coming to your thoughts of moving, or you've been comfortable with them all? Uh, I think no. Nah, Neil never really even crossed. I knew he would come good. Um, He's good to watch if you've got him in your team because he'll find a way to get some cheap posies. Um, so I knew it was going to happen. If it didn't happen the first couple of rounds, he was going to find a way to get involved in the game. So, um, yeah, I knew if I ever traded him out, it would be a week or two away from him having a big one. So um, I was happy just sitting tight. Um, he wasn't scoring badly anyway. I think he was averaging just over 100 before the 176. So, um, yeah, I was like, I'm better off trying to trade a different spot and just he'll average hopefully at least 110 plus by the end of the year. So, um, just yeah. sit tight with him, um, and yeah, wait for his form to change. Did yeah. you watch? Uh, did you watch the Melbourne v Demons game? And were you getting a bit filthy at your teammate in Settersfield tagging Oliver out of a first half of football there, or were you getting a bit nervous during the game? And then Oliver decided to have thirty-five touches in the second half. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I was a little bit. Fortunately, the Neil game was before. So I already had Neil yeah. vice captain. So I knew I was going to take the 176. So it probably would have been a harder watch waiting, waiting for yeah. Clayton as my captain. Um, but yeah. fortunately, um, I already had the, yeah, the, the Neil score bank. So I didn't have to worry too much about um, yeah the captain on Oliver. Well played. Well played. And I guess for the people listening on Spotify, Apple Music and and the rest of them, uh, the Rucks, English, Marshall, we've got the loophole in Madden. Have you ever thought about moving on from Marshall? Because apart from last week, he's been pretty ordinary. Yeah, I was so I'd heard from people Marshall was having an unbelievable preseason. So I was pretty confident that he, the previous years he'd been injured a fair bit. So um, as a Saints man, I was confident he was in for a big year. Obviously, a sole ruckman. We don't have Paddy Ryder anymore. So I knew that he would get, get a lot of time on ground. Um, and when he was rest, uh, ruck, I thought they'd push him forward so he'd have a chance to hopefully kick a couple of snags as well. So, um, yeah, I thought he would score well. Um, and he was a lot cheaper than going for the – I already was spending a lot of money getting in Tim English. Um, so I kind of didn't want to fork out the 680 or whatever for Gorn. So I was kind of like – I could probably sh- save 150 and get a guy who's, yeah, scoring really well in the ruck anyway. Um, and, yeah, Marshall's done that role so far. Awesome. Uh, we'll move to the forward line. Uh, a couple of um, players I want to ask you about here. So Dunkley, Goulden, Zorko, Zeebel, Sheasel, Chandler with Davy and Brockman on your bench. Especially with Goulden and Zorko, how long have you had them in your team for? Or have you had them right from the start? No, nah, so I had um, Golden from the start. Obviously, watching a fair few of the Swans games last year, I knew he was a star. Um, I think I saw that he was going to spend more time on bowl, so I knew he'd be right in the mix. Um, in a good team right in the middle, I thought he'd get a lot of the footy. He can sneak forward and kick an occasional goal as well, which obviously helps his points. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew another off-season for him, he was going to be an even better player than what he was last year. So um, getting a midfielder, uh, a high-scoring midfielder as a forward was a pretty easy option, um, similar with obviously Dunkley as well. Um, and then Zorko was kind of a late selection. I kind of uh, made a decision after. I had Darcy Cameron from the start, thought he he would score really well as a sole ruckman. Um, and then once he went down, I kind of had to toss up between Zorko and Taranto and kind of Zorko was 50 grand less. Um, so I didn't, I would have to make another trade to bring in um, Taranto. So I yep. kind of, yeah, had, had a little look at Zorko's profile. Over the years, he's been a great scorer. Um, he's playing in a strong Brisbane lineup. I thought there's definitely plenty of points there. So, um, yeah, he was kind of just a, a straight swap. I think I made 10 or 15 grand from training him, uh, Cameron to him. So it um, was a little bit easier than having to make a trade and find an extra 60 grand for Taranto or uh, Cogs or someone like that. Yeah. 
I'm just intrigued now to see where you're going next. So just just for our viewers, so we can't actually see it on this screen here and then for anyone listening. So how many trades and boosts do you have left? And then therefore, where is that taking to you with your, with your next decisions? Yeah, so I've got the four boosts left. I've got $7,900 in the kitty at the moment and then I've got the 30 trades left. So... Um, yeah, decide what I, how I'm going to use the trades. Obviously, there's not too many rookies at the moment on the bubble or anything, so I'm not sure. I was kind of looking at the break-evens for Wilmot's break-evens low, Philippou's still low, Phillips is low, Chandler's is low. Um, so the kind of those guys those who have already made a bit of money, I might hopefully let sit for another week or two, pick up some more money, and then kind of look for a few downgrade targets to try and find some money. Because, yeah, I think for me, I obviously want to – lift that what Chandler's in at the moment, obviously try and upgrade to um, a more of a premium target. I kind of want to, yeah, try and get another midfielder in, whether I keep Ashcroft for the whole season, depending on how he's going or not. Um, but obviously the spot Phillips in, I kind of want to upgrade. So, uh, and then finally McKenna and Gibney, I can't, can't see lasting the whole season. So I kind of got to, yeah, find some money, whether that's downgrading a few of the rookies over the next couple of weeks to try and, uh, look for more of those targets, whether it's, yeah, as we mentioned, the Jack Sinclairs or the Tom Stewarts, um, depending on their, their prices and how they fit in with um, downgrading the the kind of the mid-range um, plays over at the moment. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, you're in a really good spot. I mean, you're in a good place. Mm. I'm, sort of, I'm sort of looking at that going, I feel your back line is obviously – slightly weaker especially if you look at the bottom line compared to your bottom line of your forwards but then you've obviously got the ability to throw either zebel or Sheezel into that back line to strengthen it up with whatever moves that you make um is there a thought process there for you especially nearly it's nearly a blessing in disguise with will day getting suspended for two weeks like would that be a possible move for like a, a hunter clark you're not having to spend too much it's maybe about 80k and then you go from someone who's averaging 74 to bring in someone that's averaging 101 or where are you, where's your mind taking to you where you sort of want to build an upgrade? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously Will Day is an option. Um, it's just, yeah, I would, I would love to bring in that, like as I said, a Tom Stewart or something as well, Sinclair. But yeah, as you said, it's just a, a money thing as well, whether I can kind of get enough money from downgrading a few, like whether the Philippu Phillips, um, Obviously, Davey and stuff probably haven't made quite enough to to get anything there. And I'm kind of waiting for a few good rookies to come through. Obviously, there's not too many on the bubble at the moment. So, I think this week I might actually sit um, on my trades um, and just see how the, the next round goes from there, depending if, obviously, Sheasel might be out. Um, and, yeah, once the full teams are named, we'll kind of kind of work out how I'm looking from there. So, Sheasel's, nah, Sheasel's in. He's all good and named unless he's a late out. Um so do you never? So you, did you ever have Cam McKenzie, or did you drop him last week when he was named sub? Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have him at the start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm just trying to have a look. Yeah, right. I'm trying to have a look, mate. I mean, I'm not one to give you any feedback. The team looks great. I mean, you've got some obvious sort of like little primos, like you said, Tom Stewart. Whether you find him or Sinclair, I mean, Sinclair's at good value. Hopefully, he finds a way to sort of maybe explode up to where he was. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Your thoughts, Mick? You're in a really good spot, Stewie. You know, right. you've got 30 right. trades left. You've got four boosts left. That's a lot more than what other people have. Like, I've been talking to people that have only got one boost left. Um, 
30 trades. So you're, you're setting yourself up for a really big back half of the year. And especially <coughs> during the buy rounds where, where you've got to make some moves in order to keep yourself near the top. You've, um, you've set yourself up really well, mate. So what I'd like to do, and I'm sure Rob would be the same, is to sort of keep an eye on how your team's tracking and how you're going and and have our viewers see exactly how you're going and hopefully ride you home towards the back end of the year. Sounds good, fellas. Yeah, happy to keep in touch. Obviously, um, yeah, I'm not sure how we'll go for the rest of the season. Um, it's been a good start, but, yeah, hopefully we can yeah. put a few more good weeks together and just try and keep on top of our league as well, Mick. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's it's scary, isn't it? Though when you when you look at a team that's performing well like that, still yeah. has four boosts and thirty trades, it does show and puts in perspective to people that they need to be really careful just going and chasing the best team possible so quickly. Like you see a lot of people on Twitter going, "Look, I'm making this move and this one," and they're not bringing in those elite primos. They're taking a bit of a chance on somebody just below because they can upgrade them in. Um, you got to hold. You got to hold and make the right move at the right time. It's interesting to hear you say that you don't think players are on the bubble and like you know everybody's like frothing at the bit to go. Oh, I'll get Roberts because then I can upgrade somebody in, or you know some people pulling the trigger too early on a on a Sincotta or a, a Seamus Mitchell um, who've only played one or zero games. So yeah, I'm really big on the don't bring him in until the cash is guaranteed and, yeah. and until the job security is there. So, well, like, yeah, um, I'd love to, see, love to see what moves you make next and no doubt Mick can keep us posted or we get you back on at a different point, mate. But, yeah, yeah appreciate your time. Sounds good. Appreciate you boys having me on. I look forward to following the, the show over the next few weeks as well. Now, before you go, we've got something for you, Stu. So all the special guests that come on our show get a standard squeeze pack, mate. So heading your way to your address before you take off overseas is a fabulous four-in-one as Robbie Kennedy's holding up for you there. So you can use it as yeah, a starting holder. You can use it as a coffee, you know, coffee flask. Keeps your drinks warm, keeps your beers cold. You get the four-in-ones. Pause a standard, one shot, perfect every time, mate. That'll be to you in the mail. And this is all to say thank you to you for coming on and showing all, helping our viewers see what it takes to be good at this and also what it takes to be top 10 in Australia at AFL Supercoach. So on behalf of us, thank you, mate. We appreciate it. No, I appreciate the gifts, boys. Looking forward to using them. But, yeah, as I said, thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, our absolute pleasure and thank you. So, guys, Again, Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast, bringing the people to you, bring the people in to talk about footy and talk everything that's going on. Make sure you click subscribe. Do not miss an episode. If you want to be a part of uh, our show and get some sports packs and the standard squeeze packs and our prizes and everything, you must subscribe. You must follow along. We thank our sponsors, Snap Fitness, Standard Squeeze. Stewie is our special guest today. Big Horse, I always give out a massive thank you for you and your insights and everything that you bring to the show. Um, Happy punting, everyone. Happy super coaching. He's got one more. I'm always going to throw to you one more final word, mate. Go for it. So with our Molten Fantasy pod this week, our winner is DJ Brock's Stand Club. His score is 2,463 this week, which I think is pretty similar to what you scored, um, Stewie. Big. So um, DJ Brock's Stand Club, the owner being Keegan, 
please get in touch with us on Twitter at SuperCoachHawk or at Big Horse down below. Give us your details, mate, and a standard squeeze back will be on its way to you within the next day. Before we sign out, we missed the most important thing before we give you a sign out. And this might be a little bit of a question without notice, but hopefully you guys have already been thinking about this. I'll go to Mick first. So, Stewie, you get a little bit more time. Who are you VCing and who are you captaining at this present time? Mick, you're on the clock. I'm VCing Bontempelli this week against Fremantle. He's a big-bodied midfielder, Western Bulldogs. Frio are quite small. The English-Darcy battle will be... I think English may just have the edge, but Bontempelli around the ball, the contested possessions, the ability to move forward. I don't see Fremantle having a key back to be able to hold him down and then Eugle Hagen um, and all the likes that they have down there. So uh, Bontempelli for me into Oliver against Richmond. Very nice. Uh, Stewie? Yeah, I think I'm going to stick the VC back on Neil again. I think he's got GWS on Saturday. So mm-hmm. I can see them not paying him too much attention, him racking it up. Brisbane, Brisbane hopefully should win pretty easy. So I can see him hopefully kick him one or two as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he puts out another big one. He's got his form back. Um, but yeah, the captain, if he doesn't go well, um, I'll go Oliver on the Monday as well, I think. Um, it's not often he has back-to-back games where he doesn't score well. So I think he's in for a, a pretty good score mm-hmm. as well. I did realise I, I nearly for a second there was like, you don't have Madden for your loophole, but you do have Constable in your team and he is not listed again. So there's your loophole right there. Very nice. Uh, for me, it's too hard not to go with Tim English again for the VC, as much as I know he's going up against Sean Darcy over here in WA. The weather's going to be fantastic, but it doesn't matter. Rain, hail or shine, Tim English has been the man this year and I can see myself maybe throwing. I'm a little bit nervous, and I'm going to say it again, and I know Trent's going to hang me for it. I'm a little bit nervous with Finn McGuinness getting named for Hawthorne and whether he'll go to Laird or Dawson, but there's a good chance I might throw it to one of them. If not, I can see Nick Dacos having an absolute rip snorter on the Anzac Day game against your Bombers, and it might be hard not to put the C on Nick Dacos. So there you go, everyone who's listening along. There's a few different VC options and a few different coach options. You know, as much as I want to say, listen to me and Mick, we're sitting here with the number eight in the country. So probably go with the good man Stewie um, and throw that VC on Lockie Neal into the captaincy of Clayton Oliver. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Again, Stewie, thank you for being on the show. Big horse, always love your insights. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 